0: The Boston players father But Michael Jordan is not only the best basketball player, but he's the most exciting basketball player to ever play. Tatum away, it in, for Jason Tatum. The Big Three NBA podcast is powered by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Big Three NBA Podcast. I'm Kwane Lunas joined by H Front Blakely. We have a mini podcast for you this week. Sandwich right between very horrific i would say loss to the bucks and then of course the houston rockets where they welcome back their former head coach ime udoka but let's just quickly go into that bucks game sharad we were just talking a little bit about the fact that at one point it seemed like joe Missoula was just like i'm taking out the starters we're throwing everybody else in against the bucks the milwaukee bucks so what was your your take in analysis of that decision from the coach Well, this is the thing about Joe Mizzou. And
2: I've said this on, you know, many, many times. And Joe is becoming a better coach. He's figuring out some things that normally I I just don't think he really uh, had a handle on. And he realized at the half that, look, my guys are back. We are not going to win this game. All I'm simply doing is just throwing them out there to the wolves to just wear and, and just unnecessary wear and tear if I put them out there. And so... He did the very atypical NBA coaching move and benched his entire starting five for the entire second half. And it was pretty clear that he wasn't upset or angry that, you know, they they played so bad. He just realized that we're not going to win this game. So what am I I doing by just throwing him out there just to have him out there? Uh, And I, I thought it was a smart move because that game was lost. Milwaukee, to me, it was just the absolute perfect storm where, the Celtics were in the back end of a back-to-back. They had just played the best team in the NBA, other than themselves, mm-hmm. in overtime. Meanwhile, you're playing a Milwaukee team that had lost a few games, hungry to get back into the win column, was well rested. You look at all the factors that the absolute facts for both teams going into this game, and it was pretty clear that Milwaukee should win this thing and win it going away, and they did just that. Uh, for his end of the bench guys, they got some burn they otherwise get uh, for his starters. They got some rest in the game that, you know, that, that they just did not. Have. Uh, and it happens from time to time. We get it. Uh, but if you're the Celtics, you know, you've got a good half of basketball to, to look at and examine, and figure out what the hell went wrong. Uh, I think the biggest thing that they're going to take away from it is just that they just didn't have that effort. Uh, aspect that we typically have. And again, it could be mental fatigue, could be physical fatigue. It it could be just simply they just let go of the rope and couldn't get it back in time to make that game competitive. But whatever it is, uh, it it certainly was an eye-opening loss for them, the type of loss that certainly you don't forget about anytime soon. But they don't really have a choice because they got another game uh, right around the corner against a team that, while maybe not quite as talented as Milwaukee, there's some aspects of this next opponent that will make this a little bit more uh, challenging in some aspects than than a normal run-of-the-mill game against a 500 team. Uh, So uh,
1: I'm looking forward to Saturday. Well, you cued me up perfectly because as the former New England Patriots head coach, Bill Belichick, who just resigned, would say, on to Houston. They will be, as you mentioned, playing the Houston Rockets. Emi Odoka, their former head coach, who – I guess gracefully resigned slash was fired <laughs> about a. <laughs> Those
2: are that some interesting descriptive terms you got there, Kwani. On oh, TBD.
1: <laughs> I was very graceful with that one, but the Houston Rockets—they sit ninth in the West right now. Emi Oduka still a contender for one of the top coaches this year. What do you take a make of this team overall, and why is this matchup so compelling? Other than the storyline itself. Houston is, is another one of
2: those teams out west that is young they're hungry and they, they've got really good talent it's just talent that hasn't blossomed or it certainly isn't anywhere close to being you know it, it's it's all that it can be and that what makes them I think a kind of a feast or famine type of team because you don't know what you're going to be getting when you play a team like Houston I mean they could be the world beaters that Surprise a lot of people in, in having being one of the better teams out west. And by better, I simply mean being in the position to po- have a postseason, whether it's a playing game or one of those last uh playoff spots, you know, in the top five, top six in the west, they are very much in the mix, uh, in that regard. Uh, but the, the here's they're, they're a team that to me they're, they're like maybe uh, a step or two behind an Oklahoma City in terms of the way that they're built is similar to how Oklahoma City. Is built, but the one difference is that Oklahoma City has one or two clear, undeniable face of the franchise type players, whereas Houston is still developing that. Because right now, if you were to talk about who's kind of the face of that franchise, it's not a player, but more or less it's the coach. Even uh, he really is is what, for now, is defining Houston Rockets basketball, and and it's a it's a face that the Celtics are very familiar with, uh, a face that they leaned on heavily. Uh, when he was in Boston, uh, you know, and, and had tremendous, tremendous success. You, know, you look at that first year, uh, your goal at that point is just to have a deep playoff run. And they didn't get they, 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 there are very few playoff runs that have gone deeper than what he made did getting to the NBA finals in his first year. Uh, but obviously, you know, some of the inappropriate relationship issues that that manifest itself, which led to his eventual parting of ways with the Celtics. Uh, there's certainly going to be some uneasiness with his return. And I think that's a, probably, a, that's as politically correct as I can put it. Um, <laughs> oh, no. there will be some uneasiness, a little bit of tension, a little <laughs> bit of awkwardness, uh, because I think you're going to have a couple of schools of thought when it comes to email. I think you're going to have those who are going to see that this is the man who should be coaching our team right now. If he Ooh. didn't do X, Y, Z, what and then there's going to be the other school of thought that's where well, I'm so glad he's not here because all that that selfishness that he did that put himself in the predicament that he ultimately found himself in and ultimately led to his departure at some point that was going to hurt this franchise down the uh, road and and so both of those worlds are going to collide on Saturday night and I'm again I I think it's going to be really interesting to just to see how the folks uh, all the different stakeholders are going to react and respond to him. And his team in
0: Boston. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a five dollar bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live, same game parlays. Find bets in the new Explore tab make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit fanduel.com boston and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL, must be 21 and over and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC, first online real money wager only, $10 first deposit required, Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com/rg. In Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call one eight hundred NEXT STEP or text NEXT STEP to five three three four two. In Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat in connecticut 1-800-9 with it in indiana 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in kansas 1-877-770 stop in louisiana visit mdgamblinghelp.org in maryland visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call one 800 4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call one 8 hope New York or text HOPE, New York in New York.
1: I imagine, you know, we get the pregame cameras of arrivals and the handshakes and the hugs. These players, they're pros. Let's be honest. They know they have to perform. So I imagine it'll be very cordial when it comes to the handshakes and the greetings. But what do you expect when we see that on the floor competition? Obviously, Eme is not on the floor specifically, but do you think this is a game where Jalen and Jason, in a sense, have a chip on their shoulder when it comes to making sure they beat their former head coach? Or is it Am I thinking too much into that that rivalry that could be there?
2: Well, I, I think there's a couple of things that that both of those guys specifically mm-hmm. are going to be thinking about because you have to remember that after uh, it, they were a big part of why Imei Dope wanted yeah. to be the head coach, they yeah. wanted a tougher, that was guy. A tough, yeah, they wanted a tough love kind of coach, and and they didn't realize be careful what you ask for because you just might get it because Imei was hard on them. Yeah. email was really, really hard on them, and when you look at some of the things that they are capable of doing now, the way that they handle certain situations, uh, you would be remiss if you didn't give email Udoka some of the credit for helping build that that mental toughness. I mean, Jason Tatum, hey, this is a dude that can go out there and get you 25 and 12 and seven, and people look at him like that wasn't a great game. And for a player to have, statistically speaking, a number of really, really great moments and yet still find yourself being heavily criticized, or or I say consistently criticized, and it not affect your play, that requires a certain level of mental toughness. And I thought Eman Yadoka was really good at helping plant those seeds. And the same thing with Jalen Brown, who, I mean, damn near every conversation that you have about the Celtics, at some point, someone is crapping on Jalen Brown. Hell, we do it on a Big 3 NBA podcast. I mean, we find ourselves. Well, like, oh, you know what, man? J- Jalen and that left handed dribble. Oh, man, but Jalen, if you should have passed when he had three minute open and said he took a four shot, but there has to be a certain level of whatever y'all saying is just gonna roll off me. I, I, it's not gonna affect me. And I, and email has, has a lot to do with that. I'm more, I'm more uh looking to see how I players respond because to me. That, if you're the Celtics, you're not so much worried about your emotions towards email or his towards you. It's his players because they are the ones that are going to play with a different kind of X. I would mm. not be surprised if we see hard fouls delivered more so than we normally do. And mm. that will be their low-key message of basically saying, y'all might be nice, y'all might got the best record, but we got the coach. Mm. We got the dog coach. We got the true dog of dog The one that y'all didn't keep.
1: Just exactly. because
2: of affair. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it goes back to that, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure. He mm-hmm. was toxic for the Celtics okay. to keep around. It was clear as day they had to do something with that. And just because he was toxic in Boston doesn't mean he's toxic in a grand sense of the word. Yeah. Uh, he has clearly found a place in Houston that understands and appreciates what he can bring to the game uh, because coaching was never an issue. Before. No one. Of all the different levels of criticism that Emei Yudoka has received in the last year change, no <laughs> one cates on the man's X's and O's or his ability to motivate. Uh, everything that involved his departure had to do with things away from the game, not between the lines. So mm-hmm. his players, I expect to play with a very clear and undeniable edge to them uh, mm-hmm. as a reflection of their coach. And to me, it, it's kind of the way of just kind of in and, and they're almost just rubbing into selfish space Like, you see the airs that we're playing with? You see how we're coming at y'all? He's the reason why we're coming at y'all. Now which y'all gonna do. Um, the guy that I feel the the I feel really odd for is Joe Cause
1: Joe, it's like That was his you do I mean, realize. Was <laughs> that? No, but he worked for him, so it wasn't necessary. Yeah, but it's yeah. it's it's it,
2: I just, I mean, Joe Missoula is still kind of evolving into what Joe Missoula's identity as a coach is. And he's getting better. And But the thing is, he replaced a guy who came in with an identity that never changed. I he Joe- may came in as a taskmaster, hard-ass, defensive-minded, mm-hmm. just, just a dog. Mm-hmm. And Joe, it's like, yeah, Joe likes to shoot threes. And Joe likes to, I think, likes to play defense, but we're not really sure because... They like to shoot so many damn threes. Mm-hmm. I'm really not sure how locked in there defensively.
1: So a lot of- honestly though, to that point, if you you could you could argue, right, that Ime came from the Popovich coaching tree. Right. And now Mazzula comes from the Ime tree. So I think Joe Mazzula's coaching definitely does reflect Ime as a leader as well, because obviously he's not directly off that pipeline of Popovich. Ime obviously soaked up enough where in his first year he was already to, able to set a standard. In Boston, but I think that in a way, whether good or bad, it shows whether or not Eme was a leader in the sense of Missoula's preparation as well. And I think with anything you do, there's going to be an evolution and a growth. But one could argue that did Ime set Joe Missoula and the rest of his coaching staff up to be successful? Obviously, he didn't plan on leaving the team, but that could be an argument of yes, he Joe obviously could have a chip on his shoulder, but that's not an necessarily his fault for not fully having developed who his identity is just yet.
2: Yeah, th- that's a good point, especially when you take a closer look at the Celtics coaching staff. and Ime was only here for one year, and yet within that since then, he got two NBA yeah. coaches that yeah. were his staff, which is unheard of. I mean, you don't mm-hmm. see, particularly two young coaches. I mean, that's we're not right. talking about, like, you know, the, the, the 25-year-old assistant that you bring in to help you get you know, get training off your your coaching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're talking about your know, guys who are both under 40 when they got their first head coach gigs after spending a year with you. Uh, and so I, I can see that. I can see that, but I don't think Joe and I don't think Will Hardy are, are going to be, you know, putting out the pom pom saying, we are part of the
1: email team. Oh, tree. absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely we, not. He's <laughs> one of us, one of him. Right. Like, nah, and it's nah. apples to oranges between him and Pop, so... Right, so that needs to be right. Noted. But yeah. you
2: know what? It, it is. But when you look at just the way his attitude towards the games, Pop's is kind of like that too. I mean, Pop's is kind of an a-hole. That's the point, actually, the
1: yeah. But uh, we've learned to love him because he's proven with winning that exactly he's worth he's, the struggle. Same with exactly. <laughs> and, Right, right, and and Eme in an incredibly short
2: period of time, quickly vaulted to the you know to the top tier of coaches in the NBA. Because he did the one thing that coaches, I don't care what, I don't care how you are as a coach, I don't care how the media likes you or how players like you, if you can win at a high level, people are going to give you your props. They are going to give you that. And Ime did it as, as he did it about as good a job in terms of winning when it mattered most as any first-year coach can do. I mean, he literally came two wins away from winning a title in his first year of the job. So, Very well said.
0: Whether your resolution is to save money, eat better, or stress less, HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit, is here to help you do all three. Say hello to your most delicious year yet with fresh ingredients and chef crafted recipes at a price you'll like delivered right to your door. Each HelloFresh box is packed with farm fresh ingredients and everything arrives pre-portioned right to your doorstep for less hassle and less wasted food. Don't let recipe boredom strike because HelloFresh has more options than ever before. Dig into their biggest menu yet with over 45 dinner options to choose from weekly, and even more market add-on items that suit any and every lifestyle. For me, I'm a big fan of the pork sausage rigatoni rosa and the gouda burgers, which take about 20 to 30 minutes to cook, which is not a lot of time for a really really good meal and in order to get in on America's number one meal kit go to hellofresh.com/big3free and use the code big3free and that's B I G T H R E E free for free breakfast for life one breakfast item per box while subscription is active that's free breakfast for life at hellofresh.com/big3free with the code big3free and that's B I G T H R E E free
1: All right. Well, overall, this I think is going to, like we said, very much a compelling matchup. What are your overall expectations on the court on Saturday?
2: Well, I, I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be a close game. And I, and I, I, I if I were betting on this game, on I would bet on Houston to win. I would bet on, and I, and I on think Houston because, to win. Yeah, Houston is not the better team. By no means, they are mm-hmm. the better team. But the Celtics are undefeated at home. They've already set the record for for consecutive wins uh, to start a season. Uh, so they they have already this team is already etched their place in the history books of Boston mm-hmm. Celtics for, for the way they started this season. But I just think Eme and his crew are going to come in here with just an edge. And even though the Celtics should be a little bit salty after that that, uh, that Milwaukee debacle whooping, uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I still think that Houston is probably going to find a way to win they're going to muck the game up they're going to make it just a slug uh and the Celtics are going to have a, I think a, a tough time putting this team away uh it's a and, and to me you know they're going to be players who obviously will play well you know Jalen Green and, and company but ultimately I'm putting it on eBay uh I'm gonna put it on eBay to figure out a way to get his team to compete and play hard and play tough and, and play with that 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 dog that he coaches with but you know, to to look at this matchup and not look at just some of the specific reasons for his departure uh, it would be just we would be remiss if we didn't be. like there there are factors that came into play that we still don't have answers to that we're still not clear on exactly why this happened and that did not. Uh, and you know, the one of the things as time has passed and you can point out, I know you've probably heard some of this too. There have been concerns and questions, which however you want to describe it, mm-hmm. about whether Emay's race played a factor in his punishment and mm-hmm. his departure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one of the things that in my when I've talked with different scouts and folks in the NBA about this is, you know, what Emay ultimately did and was let go for was something that a lot of NBA executives and coaches have done in the past, and there was not nearly. Any type of punishment similar to this, uh, and mm-hmm. far, and again, you, you don't want to let Eme off the hook and make it seem as though, oh, what was me wrong? Yeah, he still Ema made a very big mistake.
1: What's that? No, you're right. He still made a very big mistake. But I, I would argue that knowing Brad Stevens and us having been around him for the past, God knows how many years. I I genuinely do think it was a character thing and just understanding the way he holds himself as an individual and the way he wants the Celtics organization to be represented and knowing the Red Hour back way, I think it was definitely just the way the report said, the way Brad Stevens did not, you know, this was against something that he had specifically called out. I would argue that that probably bore a little more precedent than him being a coach of color, but I do Still, he he should have known better in that sense of, you know, as a black head coach in a league where it's already hard for opportunity to be earned, even even if you've earned it, it's still hard for you to get that specific role. And it honestly, it was a miracle that he even ended up with another, you know, opportunity there in Houston. I would hope that he understood how big of a deal it is to be a black coach in the league and know that every mistake that you make is going to be magnified ten times worse than any other. Head coach, you know, generally would. So I think there are many factors, but I, specifically with this, I I would say Brad Stevens sounds like the the guy that put the nail in the coffin. Well, for, for for me,
2: uh, it became a moot point when Brad and Wick Grosbeck sat before us at the Auerbach Center and he's talking about, you know, the one time that they spoke about it uh to some extent. And mm-hmm. Brad was speaking about how individuals who had nothing to do with this were being dragged into the conversation mm-hmm. and you know we we know he was, and was women about, specifically specifically Allison Pi who mm-hmm. had nothing to do with this at all and yet her name was one that was prominently speculated mm-hmm. about uh which pissed off a lot of folks Brad included and just
1: including myself and you as well we know exactly
2: <laughs> exactly because we know and that yeah. and it, but listening to Brad talk about that and seeing him visibly choke up, because Brad is all, he's missing control. He ain't trying to show nobody, no Ever, else, ever. And to see him visibly choked up when he started talking about that, uh, I remember just being there and just kind of taking a quick scan around the room. And you could tell that this was something that that organization was really pained on the mm-hmm. fact that one of their own was being kind of dragged through the mud over something. And, and to me, that's when it became very crystal. It became crystal clear to me that this is something that has very little to do with the color of the skin and everything to do with the character of the man. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically when, you know, when we learned that he was told for the one time to stop, Just stop, he Just did go not. somewhere else even. Right. And, and, the th- but, but the thing about it, though, no funny. And, and I, I, had a couple of coaches in the past who got up to really great starts and it gets to the point after they have a really great year or two where they start feeling themselves. They start thinking they're invincible. They start thinking that they're bigger than the program instead of being a big part of the program. Mm. And eBay had felt as though he, after that, that year uh, in Boston, felt that he could do no wrong. Um, and I've seen coaches who, and the irony of that is that's when coaches do the most wrong. When yeah. they feel they can't do no, one. and and, and Eme again, uh, everything that we have experienced with Eme uh, in terms of media, in terms of coaching, in terms of all that other stuff, X's and O's, one of the best in the game. Uh, no, there's no qualms about that. Mm. But character does matter. Uh, you we, when you look at the teams that win championships, and you look at their leadership, and you look at their organization. There's a reason why the New York Knicks don't win championships. There's a reason why certain organizations <laughs> it, it's true. It's top down. Character matters. And it matters particularly when you're talking about trying to win a championship. Uh and Emay just did not align with what this franchise with the Celtics franchise was looking for from a character standpoint. Now Houston, different story. Why the hell open? They, they don't have a specific, like, brand uh, that mm-hmm. they're trying to promote or a specific culture that they're trying to. They're trying to create a culture. They don't have a culture that, that's in existence. And when that's the case, you can take a chance on it. Because what he's doing in Houston right now, it is strictly about X's and O's. It's strictly mm-hmm. about coaching. Outside stuff, not a factor. And particularly when you've gone through the stuff that he's gone through, uh, self-equipped wounds, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Uh, you, it's easier to focus on the X's and O's. It's easier to just make it all about basketball. And when you talk to the players, you talk to folks close to the organization, they've made it pretty clear that everything is about basketball
1: at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah, I 100% agree. So I the after this game on Saturday, Friday, they'll play Toronto in Toronto, on Martin Luther King Day. By then, we will reconvene and give you our recap of both of those game analysis. Maybe if anything does go down during this Rockets game, we'll have a recap for you there. But until then, that's all we have for this week's mini pod. Make sure to share, subscribe, tell a friend. Make sure you're tuned in for that game so we can all reconvene next week. So until then, for H.R. Blakely... I'm Kwani Lunas. We'll be back next week with Gary Washburn. We hope you have a great weekend.